Hey, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, one and all. Thanks for joining in this edition of BRM Brownback. So today I have a good friend and uh, MBRM, Mr. Kip Fanter, joining us all the way from Florida. Thanks, Kip, for joining us for this edition. I still remember, Kip, we did uh, several years before the uh, episode four. I think we are in 14th or 15th now uh, of the episode. So we have come a long way. How are you doing and how are things at your end? Very good, Suresh. Thanks for uh, reaching out. Always great to talk to you. Uh, I know you're busy. It's it's really exciting to see what BRMs are doing around the world. So uh, great to be a part of this great uh, thing you have here. Excellent. And uh, first of all, hearty congratulations, uh, Kip, on being an MBRM. And just tell us a little bit about MBRM and uh, what was what prompted you to take the MBRM. I know that you've been a practicing BRM. You've got so much years of experience doing this stuff. Um, just tell us a view about that MBRM journey and uh, what does it mean for you um, as a practitioner, as a, as a coach, as a knowledge provider? What does it mean for you? Yeah, I, I think it's exciting. Uh, I've always appreciated the BRM Institute's focus on development, right, and skills. And, and so to think about coming from a BRMP to a CBRM and then this MBRM, which, which, by the way, is pretty significant in terms of what it requires and some of the things they're looking for. And so, as, a, as you said, as for 25 years as a Procter & Gamble and had a lot of years just doing this role, right? And, and we called it a client manager back then um, versus a BRM. And the titles are all different, we know, sometimes in companies, right? So, but I had a lot of great experiences there. And now as a knowledge provider, consultant, coach, trainer, uh, it's just been fun to continue. But when I saw the MBRM personally, I thought it was a great opportunity to kind of bring that practitioner experiences and things that I did along with the things I've been doing with other companies. So my whole dissertation that you have to put together, as you know, you know, for the MBRM uh, was a lot of stories and examples of the value back in when I was a MBRM, when I was a BRM. So I, I thought it was just neat to kind of see how they continue to put some things in place to help you in your development. Because I believe, as I tell everyone, it's, it's still just beginning, I think, in this space of growth and opportunities for functions, for individuals. And so I, I thought, man, let's, let me continue my development and let because I'm going to continue to work very closely with the Institute and anyone else. So I thought it was a nice progression on what they were doing there. And that's great. And, um, and our hats off to what you do. And you do a lot of roles as you started to tell about the consultant, the coach, the trainer, and practitioner, and you do a lot of coaching and uh, consulting for organizations. So, how has been the trends? You know, you started off way back, and from the journey that you became to start about the BRM, um, you know, let's say 2015-16 to what right. you're seeing today, is there a kind of a difference that you see in the market adoption and some of those storylines that you work with companies worldwide? Yeah, I, I think. I think, again, I think more and more companies are realizing the importance of these strategic partnerships, driving value, the culture. And so it's exciting to see more senior leaders beginning to identify this. They might not even know how to put their fingers on it, exactly what it is. 
Um, so I, I think a lot more companies since 15, 16, of course, are getting more and more involved. I think what's also interesting is it's not just like this BRM team that's getting excited about it. Uh, organizations that I'm working with are realizing, wait a second, we need a lot of the function <laughs> to kind of understand how this fits together. I, I've always appreciated the, how BRM fits into the total context of your operating model and the strategy. Companies that realize that and then begin to help the product managers understand this and the project man, it all has to work together. And so the strongest leaders, the strongest companies that I'm working with are realizing, again, how does this fit? And you might not need to get certified, but you need to understand this to some level. So the mindset of value and relationships and everything we talk about in BR, a lot of people need to understand that. The mindset, the discipline, and the capabilities and how that works with the PMO, and it's got to work together. So I think that's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing that it's not just this BRM team that is getting excited about this. There's a lot of people realizing, all right, you know what? Part of my hat is a BRM. We've always said CIOs. I remember my CIO, Filippo, he was the most senior client manager, the most senior BRM. So a lot of people are realizing it's good for all of us to understand value. It's good for all of us to understand relationships and being strategic. And so that's what I'm seeing. And, and that's what's exciting because I think everyone's kind of stepping up into this space, just like they are in other areas, but it has to fit together. Absolutely. And, and tell me, you've been working with clients in Europe, in US, and sometime in Asia. Is it culturally very different in the way you drive these BRM adoption? <laughs> I know you know it better, handling a lot of clients, but how does that culture play uh, a place, um, particularly when you're trying to be with uh, different geographies. Yeah, I, and again, I was so fortunate at Procter & Gamble to kind of travel around the world and work with all the different cultures. As, as you know, uh, culture is significantly important to understand, all elements of culture, right? And uh, that's my favorite part. And, and so when it's a global organization, uh, they're already beginning to realize and figure out how do I do this global organization. But it's, it's very different. And I think there's some cultures that um, uh, in some parts of the world just might need a little bit uh, more, you know, getting that confidence going in terms of influencing up, right? Uh, don't be bashful, right? You know, and, and, and so there's some of the behaviors we talk about that I think in some cultures – it might be more challenging when you're trying to move from order taker to a partner, you know, and, 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 and I'm like, no, 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 you're a partner. You need to start. And I think sometimes, and it's not just uh, geographic and kind of the cultures by country and market, but many things go into culture, right? but some people uh, struggle there. And so that's why we love, as you know, we start talking the mindset first. If we can help people understand, uh, who you want to be and your function, you yourself personally, you're not just there to take orders. And then that begins. And so I, I, I think it's, there's so much commonality though of relationships. So I find there's more common things across all the markets and geography. It's just though, to your point, knowing the company culture, company cultures are very different. Yeah. And then knowing other parts of culture, it's just important for us as we go in and we're working with companies just to know that, 
and to meet them where they are, you know, it had to, we need to have empathy as, as we're working with these companies, it all plays in. So, but I find that there's so much common that brings it together more than different, you know? Excellent. And one of the things that I get wondering uh, throughout is there's not a lot of dedicated BRM titles, designations, no. and you work with a lot of people who don't even talk about BRM per se, but you're building capability. So how is that trend? How do you work with that kind of people? Because we have typically a racy metrics of a, what is a BRM, this role designation, and you work with people, they call them portfolio managers, client relationship managers, and yeah. whatnot. So how do we navigate to that particular maze? And how do you make them understand what is BRM? Some people get aversion to the term called BRM in some, some organizations, they wanted to have it different. So how yeah. do you play that out? Yeah, the first thing I tell them is let's not waste time. I mean, a lot of people, that's like such a massive thing and they swirl in it for like, at the end of the day, you'll have to figure out your titles. At the end of the day, what are the current titles you have? Okay. Um, and then I'll, I'll help organizations think through that, right? Because there might be, um, but th that sometimes takes over. Right. And, 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 I, and I, so I tend to say, let's, we'll get to that. And we'll, but let's talk ultimately about this discipline, this capability and the role, not the title of the role. Let's talk these roles because I truly believe, Suresh, that there are these roles. Uh, and, I, and, and I think about them as, as I was, I was the mini CIO for this business part of Procter & Gamble. As, 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 as people said, I can't be everywhere. <laughs> you know, there's only one CIO. And so I like how people want to blow up a function. And I was talking IT there, but HR, finance, we know all this is applicable. People want to blow up some of these functions and have their own vertical. Right. Well, the answer isn't, that's not the right answer. So I have this group CIO, have the, and now we can all put on that CIO hat, right. <laughs> whatever the title is, IT, IT leader, business unit leader, whatever, for that function that you're representing. And that's when it comes to life. And so, so I believe in the role, but I believe in there's others that have part of their job. They're doing a relationship manager role. So, so I encourage companies not to get lost in this because I think a lot of them, I'm not a BRM. You know, that's the BRM team. And I don't like that title. I'm more than a BRM manager. BRM. Okay, let's stop. What are we trying to accomplish? What's the objectives of your function being a partner? Right. Yes, there's roles. There's a, so it, I think it's important to kind of, what's the outcomes we're trying to drive with this implementation of BRM? Right. And I believe there are roles and there's discipline, there's capabilities, but um, don't get lost. Stay focused on really what we're trying to drive. Yeah. Sure. And in terms of how much time does it take typically when you go to an organization from where they are to what it is. Yeah. I mean, I'm not even talking about strategic partner. I'm talking about the yeah. basic things in place to settle out, building an ecosystem, getting that culture shift, mindset change. What are, what are some of those aspects that you have seen? And do you have such patience to wait and watch for the team to go through? Well, I, I, it is a journey, as we say, right? And I actually applaud... And, and really recommend organizations to be thoughtful and strategic and holistic about this. Right. Um, I've had too many that are coming to a certification class and checking the box. Right. And, and we know no impact is being made back in, the, in their company, back right. in the, and, and, and so I applaud people's energy to move and develop and go, 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 go. 
But to your point, Suresh, I believe there is a very important approach to this. Um, and we need to think through that. And that's why, you know, some of the things we have in our workshops and stuff help because you need to kind of uh, move it, you know, in the right pacing. Uh, and, and I think a lot of times it's just some of that foundational kind of mindset, as you said, get people on the same page. You can't do everything in that first six months. So what's most important? And again, it's based upon that company. You know, every company is so different. And, and, and I, I believe we have some incredible ideas of kind right. of a, a playbook and we have a, but it has to come to life in the way that makes sense for that organization. And so it's going to take some time, but the companies that are doing it right, I believe they have a greater chance to have a sustained journey right. versus two years. It was exciting BRM and where, what happened? Where'd they go? It wasn't thought out. It wasn't built with the leadership. If you ultimately, you might not have executive leadership to begin with, whether it's your functional leadership or your business, you're going to have to continue to get business and functional leadership. Uh, that might not be at the beginning, but, but that's why it takes some time maybe to really get it where it needs to be. So I like the sustaining longer term journeys, which are hard, but I think it's the best way to approach it. Well, I think you're absolutely spot on. And the other aspect that drives in people is that, well, um, I don't think BRM will work for us. It's not needed for us. I think we have been doing this well. We have got a lot of clients. We have happiness. I don't think we, I'm sorry, Kate, with all due respects, we don't need your efforts. <laughs> How do you try to justify someone like that to say, hey, you know what? Hear me out. What's this one? And it's not something new, but... How do you play with someone who's vehemently opposive around any new change radically? Yeah, I, I, and again, I, it could be possible, right, that everything is working well. You know, I, I, I generally would just always ask in terms of how is that relationship going within the business? How, how, do you feel close to the business? Do you feel like you're contributing, you know, to the strategy of the company versus just your functional strategy, right? Um, Every function, and that's why business relationship management is great for all these functions that are trying to be strategic, they should feel part of the business. Right. And some of them are perhaps kind of more in the back office trying to figure out how to add value. And, and that's when we would say, well, there's some opportunities here. If everything's going great, then okay. But many times I believe that there are individuals, I always say they've lost the, the sparkle in their eye. You know, they've lost the – and you can tell – they're just checking the functional box. No. I mean, so that's when we can share, and I believe there's opportunities for your next 20 years can be very energizing. Right. If I talk to the IT people and digital transformation, hello, we're at the center. Let's, let's get closer to that. HR and finance are also looking at how do we become strategic and not just, you know, helping, right? We're all in this together. So, um, so I'm, again, we have to listen. We have to understand and uh, to me, it's more than just having a seat at the table. It's truly being that co-creator, that co-sharing of the strategy, not off on your own. Um, so I, I, I believe it takes a little bit of someone that is realizing I'm always learning. I'm always growing. You know, if you're a leader that thinks you've, you're done learning, then that's really not the leader I want to be working with. You know, we should all be learning. We should all be growing. And uh, I think people are realizing that. But uh, 
some also are thinking until I get all this stuff fixed, I can't be strategic. I'm like, well, when is that going to happen? You're never going to get everything perfect. You, you've got to start thinking some of these strategic things while, of course, you continue to work on getting operations and services stronger. But don't think that you can't begin to think differently as well, you know. And how do you measure the value of the BRM um, in terms of everybody gets skewed towards the metrics part of it? If you would like to uh, rate a BRM, if they're doing the job really well, whether it is a title or a, or a practice or a capability, how do you evaluate a, a good right fit BRM in your own opinion? Yeah, like from a role perspective? Role yeah, perspective. yeah I, I, I always, you know, I go back to my days. You know, when I first showed up, you know, luckily the team had been kind of presented uh, these new roles and there's... A, and so at least the business partner said, ah, okay, Kip's here. Okay, good, good, good. But who is Kip? <laughs> I mean, you know, so, so maybe I'm even on the man comm. Maybe I'm even on the leadership team. But those first months, it's like, uh, you know, I, I get brave enough. I'm, I'm talking. All right, Kip, that's interesting. Next time, you know, okay. Well, <laughs> hey, ultimately, three years later, four years later, the leader's saying, I don't know, I'm even sure what you said, Kip, but let's do it. I mean, Meaning the trust. Okay. So how you're building trust personally uh, is key because then as you're personally building that trust and that relationship, it's going to help bring that entire function. You know, that, you know, Kip, you're connecting us to the function. You're orchestrating the function. All the things we like to say, building that trust, building that relationship, all of a sudden uh, things are happening. And, it, and the fires are still on fire, maybe, the, but, but, but they're realizing, all right, there's this role who's helping us with that function. Who's really, and so that's why we, as you know, we focus a lot on these building trusted relationships. And so I remember, you know, again, I always tell these stories like 18 months into now, look at that. I'm invited to go on the business travel. Not just, so, so now I'm not at the extended leadership team. Hey, we're going to Europe, Kip, and why would you not be there? You're, you're the business leader, just like HR and manufacturing, and Kip, you need to, okay. That's, that maybe is not going to happen the first month because I might know what that function's about that Kip's representing, but uh, Kip, okay. So, so, so to me, success is these relationships that we're building. They get to know me. He's not the evil BRM person. He's actually a decent person who's caring about the business. And now I start to collaborate and share. That's when it gets exciting. That's why I'm so passionate about this area because it's exciting for the person. It's exciting, as I say, for the family behind me of the function that I'm being a part of. It's good for everybody. So the, re the success comes from the relationship building that you begin to do. The trust that you build doesn't mean everything is going great but they know you're on it and that you're there to help they, I'm learning about the business. I'm asking good questions. He's not just here waking up for the topic that he cares about. He's there on every topic, that kind of stuff. Excellent. So in terms of one of the things that haunt people is about the value conversation. The moment you talk about value, people just go inward looking because they're still struggling to articulate value, qualify value, being subjective, objective. I mean, business, and this one, I mean, frankly, let's be very honest. Is that a kind of a blueprint of what value looks like and how they can perceive? Because everybody is trying to yeah. get this whole ball and 
not finding it in a real <laughs> concrete manner what is your thought on that uh well i love talking value and talk it forever with you suresh and and of course when we're talking value we like to make sure we're talking business value right. not that functional value and uh, and it's not just cost you know cost isn't going to go away it's cost and value. so all these things are important in the conversation and again I like to tell some stories quickly one on this that I bring up is I remember being a project manager having a very successful cutover having my little ice cream party with my team everything was great man on time on quality beautiful weekend three sites came up and uh we're celebrating business partners walking by business partners like hey kip what's going on I'm thinking uh oh uh yeah well we had a good cutover a couple sites and this business partner looks at me and these are the stories that just etch in your mind that's great hey if i remember i think this is supposed to change something we're doing or i think we're supposed to get some hey sometime in the coming days let us know what we should i'm thinking <laughs> <You're so. laughs> i think here we are so excited about what we did and here's someone who is supposed to get the benefits that who's going what is this Yeah. That is what we have to stop. Right. It, ultimately, it's about the business. That's why I like the business transition management stuff that we do, all the stuff about getting the business ready for the change, it's not just our change. That's what's exciting. And and that's not happening all the time. I've been there. I've been those Hey, we did it. Who cares? They're not adopting it, they're not using it. There's no value, right. you know. Absolutely. The last final one and we can talk for hours. One of the final questions is what after MBRM what's next? I know that you have been in the journey and you have been doing a lots and lots of things and you inspire people keep. I have I recently I mean I still vividly remember your keynote um on that conference and you inspire people. So uh what is your next goal and how do you think that uh what's your next journey look like? as you start well, this exercise well it should be the same for all of us right i mean all of us are on our journeys right. and so you could be one year into your brm journey right now and there's someone coming in brand new so you know what for all of us that are on our journeys you give back to those that are starting their journeys and so uh, whether it's another mbr what can we be doing to help as you say inspire and help others inside your companies and so i i get excited about just carrying my energy for this space uh because companies need relationships need business value being driven need culture that's evolving and need purpose that's being satisfied as persons and functions so so i i hope that i can just continue to kind of find ways to inspire and help people do that and i hope everyone i'm talking to is like you know what i got people around me i can help yes you sure do that's what leaders do and and i want just individual contributors in this space we need to continue to multiply what we're doing all around and that's what i try to do excellent kip always a pleasure in talking with you and i i'm sure our viewers would have got some great uh things and i we we want to see you more and your post as well Uh, I know a lot. You have a lot of stories to share. I think by this one, we want to get more insights. And for people who have been following Kip, uh, he's uh, such a great practitioner. He makes a lot of impact. He's such a wonderful guy uh, to hang out as well. And um, so, please uh, reach out to him if you have questions. And uh, 
keep doing great things, Kip, as we well, all get inspired. Suresh, thanks for bringing me in to your, your brown bag conversations. These are always fun, the people you bring to talk. So thanks so much. Thank you so much.